I always back myself and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB GAA The Football Pod on Off The Ball In partnership with AIB Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more Hello there and you're very welcome along to episode 27 of the Football Pod of season 3 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue We're back lads I'm going to blame Paddy for this Paddy you put the, the squeeze on us You're in a good form In a, some cafe in Rome And you put the squeeze on us To go again this week I think you're right though For the week that's in it Yeah it's It's a big weekend We're just saying there Obviously The end of the group stages The preliminary quarters These games this weekend We've got to get out there Got to give the people What they want T You don't regret that decision To go twice this week do you? Um, I'm only home from Honolulu's I'm only home from Honolulu's Late last night yeah, I, I had second thoughts about it, all right. There's no Peroni this morning. No, no, it's a glass of Baraka here beside me instead. Very, very different approach from only two days ago, but uh, uh, if we fight through it, we'll be all right. Yeah, we got a glass of uh, complimentary port wine in the hotel. In oh, very, very nice. Not actually a plug, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if you boys have ever tried your port wine, but uh, I'm in Porto at the minute, going to a wedding, a good friend of mine's down in... Uh, just beyond Lisbon tomorrow we're getting the train down later on have you ever been to Porto? no it's supposed to be class though is it? no done Lisbon not Porto beautiful lads but Jesus Christ it's all hills it is all hills <laughs> it's a lovely walk down the riverfront last night and a struggle getting back up the hill last the night glutes, the glutes the glutes are on fire absolutely yeah, it's, it's been a busy week James um, we kind of bore the brunt of the, the work last week Paddy hopped on for 20 minutes <laughs> we kind of did the, the other half an hour we kind of covered you minutes. a few weeks ago when you were away in um, you were away in Vegas, myself and Paddy did the same thing. It kind of Paddy it allowed James to be in the spotlight this week, and the spotlight shone on him after his take on the Ryan O'Donoghue John <laughs> Kelly incident. I thought it was quite refreshing. You weren't jumping on the bandwagon, James. You give your perspective as an intercounty footballer who yourself was targeted at times. You might say, how have you found the heat since then? It's been alright, but there's some very sensitive people out there. <laughs> I, I, some people want intercounty players just having all tickle competition on the field, like and not touch each other physically at all. So I, I think that 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 incident, fair enough. <clears throat> he gave him a little bit of a tip. Was it a right card offence? No. Was it worth suspending him for? No. Move on. It's not that bad. Do you know what I mean? We get caught in these incidents sometimes that build them up into something they're not because some of these fellas giving out as well are up in the stand shouting obscenities and fighting with each other up <laughs> in the stand and then a little bit of an incident on the field and they, they, they start absolutely lambasting around don't know. so no nothing in it and delighted to, to call out that there was nothing in it and take the hit yeah there was a few people getting back though saying I don't think we should go through all the comments coming (laughs) (laughs) how long is this going to be are we on here for two hours yeah well Paddy what was your what was your take on it Uh, look I agree which is it's not ideal you don't like to see it but you'd be pretty naive to think stuff like this doesn't happen across the board Um, I'm sure Sean Kelly doesn't overly mind himself either when you're on the pitch you kind of just get on with these things it's I agree to a point with Jimmy that it's People do get very outraged at some very small things that we've seen. Look at how many how many scandals have there been this year in the GA already. 
people just love to get worked up about it. Um, it does happen. That is the reality of it. Cedar in the county matches, there is uh, the dark arts, is the universal phrase to cover all that type of stuff. There's so much on the line for these fellas, isn't there? Like, they, a lot of them would do anything. They would. Do you remember Johnny Giles said before you have to, was it kill your granny or something like that? That was a term he used. Like, <laughs> these fellas would do anything just to get another round, to get another another chance yeah, like, like I do agree you don't want to you see you don't it, but it's like, not like it's not but it's the reality is but this like wasn't one world, of the worst this, this wasn't a gouge or it wasn't a headbutt or it wasn't a stamp it was a little tip with the <laughs> with the laces you, if that happened you would have been on the deck for about 20 minutes there would have been a stretcher and an ambulance <laughs> yeah. medic, medic, medic. 15 minute break and play <laughs> <laughs> no we, I, well, so as right right on who's not going to be suspended for the Dublin game at the weekend we might try and get that going will we <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's not happening but, uh, do you know what I'm, I'm struggling looking through my uh, Twitter here trying to find it James but somebody accused you of being a diver Ooh. that's what they that was their response to it they turned around and said never mind James O'Donoghue and I tried to search James did that person have, have a name Twitter. on Twitter <laughs> Oh. No, mm, it was remember, a, a Anfield 1974, Stevie Gerrard. <laughs> it was like, if you're going to have a pop, put your name in it. That's that's fair. Thank right? you, that's Tommy. Very fair point. But I did go back to the game. <laughs> I did go back to the game that he referenced. It was the 2015 Munster final. Yeah, Stonewall Penal. 50, 50 minutes. Donahue breaks the ball. You're going to the edge of the box, and Mark Collins and yourself are going for the ball. Collins has his hand on the ball. You put your paw in. And somehow you get shot from the crowd. Oh, and it's a no, penalty. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't actually. I, that was probably not soft penalty, but I didn't look for it. I just grabbed the ball and my momentum took me into a tumble. Okay. I love this. Engineering of okay. hell is, how it, is the phrase uh, for you this. Did, you did speak in the media a few weeks later and you said you probably wouldn't have given a penalty. Yeah, oh, you see, honestly. I should never have done interviews back then because. I had a thing called verbal <laughs> diarrhea. I could have said anything, but uh, looking back, you do still have. <laughs> looking back, I remember that it was. I was kind of surprised I got a penalty, but it wasn't a dive. It was like you're allowed fall over as well. I know it was a contentious decision. Would I have given a penalty? I'm not sure. There was a coming together and the referee had a decision to make. It was very 50-50. One team can be lucky and the other unlucky there. Either way, it was always going to be a tough call. Mm. Oh. And it was a great, oh, and it was a great penalty. So look, I think we should concentrate on the very well, well taken penalty. That's fair. And look, at I just went looking for the comment there. And it's quite interesting. When you put in James O'Donoghue dive into Twitter search, quite a few things come up. Um, <laughs> Tommy, it's half eight in the morning. No, O'Donoghue... I don't know am I ready for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Hill 16 boy. Boy spelt like uh, the Celtics man. But if James O'Donoghue didn't dive so much, he probably wouldn't get injured. This is a bit strange. Oh. Wolf, wolf, wolf. So uh, you're the wolf, Paddy. I don't that, know. That's, that's one of my burner, second uh, Twitter account there. That's one of my burner accounts there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kieran Doyle actually tweeted Des Cahill. Will the usual media brown-nosing of all things Kerry Ooh. prevent condemnation of James O'Donoghue's dive in the opening minute? Opening minute? Paul, when was that? When is this from? Is this like 10 years ago? 20, 2015, Jesus. yeah. And then Paul, in uh, August 2014, bit of an Ashley Young overreacted dive there from James O'Donoghue. Right. Right. <laughs> Did what you have a late night last night, Tom? What? Were Where you, are we going? Are you with this? this is this is sinister. Start to the <laughs> Bringing up tweets from nine years ago from some okay. bloke who we What's the date on them? 
they're 2014 at the peak of your career uh, August all in August 2014 well, this was on, was on August 15 the, the player of the year like no the, you were just about no. to get schooled okay. by us in the All-Ireland final that's the next thing 15 we leave the cork one yeah the no 15 15 what that nonsense nonsense I actually <laughs> went around the keeper okay. in 15 against Kildare and slipped and dislocated my shoulder was that that, that was a dive as well oh yeah I don't know. Oh, look, he's rattled down. He's rattled down. I actually, I can't even remember some of those, but those fellas, are, are all their names on them? They're not. Uh, what was the first one? Something boy. Celtic fan. You're yeah. 16 boy. Come on. They, that's why Burnley They should be blocked. It <laughs> actually could be Paddy's Burnley account. Right, so I'm going to say yeah, one here now. Anyway, we don't want to re- really get it. We just want to clear up a few things in the football. Paddy, we might be coming back to you on something a little later as well. There's a couple of questions in on something that happened. Uh, with a Mayo Dublin game a couple of years oh. ago, so we're not going to let sleeping dogs lie. This weekend we have got a savage weekend of quarterfinals. It is all starting on Saturday with Kerry Tyrone in Crow Park, and a little later that afternoon we've got Armagh Monaghan. On Sunday we have got Derry Cork, and then Dublin Mayo. Paddy, can I start with you on Kerry Tyrone? Yeah. How do you feel about this game? In the first draw out of the hat. How do I feel about it? It's uh, I'm very excited for all these games this weekend. I have to say, genuinely, they are very difficult to call. I and, and the reason being that again we, we've said this before, not because there's outstanding teams. I, I just think every team has got question marks over them. You can search to say, okay, you'd still maybe have Kerry and Dublin slightly ahead of the pack, but there's still massive question marks about, okay, Kerry were a bit better against a really poor loud team, but they're still worried. Defensively, how are they going to try and shackle McCurry and Canavan again? That's a question mark for them. Um, they lost this game in the All-Ireland semi-final two years ago. Tyrone have been so poor in so many big games this year. But then last weekend, they probably saved their best performance of the season to go and beat Donegal convincingly up at Bally Buffet. So you just don't know what you're going to get from, from all the teams. And it's the same. I think, that, look, the two marquee games are obviously the, the game on Saturday, Toronto Kerry and Dublin Mayo on, on Sunday. And it's, it's very similar in that one as well. It's very difficult to call. You wonder what Kerry are going to set up like, who are their matchups going to be, particularly in that defence. And what, what is Tyrone's plan to try and shackle Clifford and, and Sean O'Shea? Do they go with Hampsey and Sean O'Shea, Ronald McNamee again from that, that a couple of years ago? Like, like Clifford, if Clifford doesn't go off injured that day, Kerry probably win that and win the All-Ireland. So there's so many nuances to this game. I still think, I still think Kerry will win this game, but I'm, I'm not overly confident in that call. Like, like what, what's the, the reaction in, in Kerry, Jimmy? Is this... It's Kerry. not the best draw for Kerry, like, is it? Oh, <laughs> like worst draw. Well, it depends where you're coming <laughs> yeah. at it from, but in terms of your chances of winning, I think it's the worst draw. Like everyone down here always has serious respect for Tyrone and their supporters. Kerry and Tyrone supporters actually, I think there's an element of respect there between the two of them. But like, if you look at Tyrone, Tyrone have fallen upon this full forward line. That's probably going to cause Kerry some serious problems. But I think that. The Kerry supporters know that Tyrone's defence isn't what it used to be. You'd always associate Tyrone with keeping you down to 11, 12 points. But just just looking at their results here, from from this year, they conceded 2-17 against Monaghan, 16 against Galway, 
18 against Westmead. Do you know, like they're kind of they're kind of conceding. So if Kerry can get it right up front, you'd hope that they can keep it tight enough at the back. But that, as I was saying to Tommy last or on Monday night, it's all about Kerry's full back line. If Kerry's full back line perform and keep the, keep the two Canavans and McCurry quiet, you'd hope they'll have enough go, going forward the other way to 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 get to rack up that 18 or 19 points to get them over the line. But what what? An unbelievable game it's going to be. I actually can't wait for it. It's going to be a savage game. But Kerry's, Kerry's team is going to be interesting as well. There's obviously all the rumours going around town and all this stuff at the moment. But Go on, give us one or two. No, I, could, I couldn't give Tyrone that late. They're all wrong anyway. I, I went up to one of the games and I heard there was three changes. And I was telling everyone in the press box, this was change, that was a change. And none of them were a thing then. I was, like, I was ashamed I was nearly under the table for it. But you can't, the rumour mill is obviously in full flow. But I think both teams will, both teams will, will go fairly, fairly similar to what, they, what they've had. Know, the, the interesting thing from Toronto's perspective is, what do they do defensively? Because like I was at the the, the, Monaghan, or the Westmead game in the last round of the of the group stages, really brave, push right up on, on Westmead's kickouts, pushing up all over the pitch. But th- there was a lot of space for Westmead that Westmead forward line, and you you've got to think for, for Tyrone, do they go back towards maybe their the more traditional style, like we say, really tight defensively. Like they are not. I think they'll have forward. to. I think they have. They can't afford Clifford that type of space in front of them. Do like, do they go with McNamee again to pick him up or Hempsey Michael maybe. McKiernan? Michael McKiernan's probably too small for, for Clifford. Like that's Did just Hempsey one. pick him up in twenty one. No, Hampshire was, was it McNamee? Shea. Yeah, McNamee picked him up. And McNamee did all right. I remember Clifford still scored eight points. So uh, it's just Tyrone. You would have to imagine have some sort of plan up their up their sleeve to try and curb that that influence up front. I think they can get a Kerry's backline. Definitely, I, I think they've got. Yeah, in, in a way, they've kind of fallen on it, but the quality, particularly Derek Alvin and McCurry, we said this. They kind of show glimpses in the Ulster Championship that first half against Monaghan, but the two of them seem to be back to their absolute peak. And the, not just Kerry, they will cause any team massive trouble. And you look at Kerry's midfield, where there's been question marks as well. That is where Tyrone are really, really strong with Kennedy and Kilpatrick. Yeah. So, like, if, if we, we were to say Tyrone were a bit of a basket case at two or three different stages throughout the season, and you'd say, if they play Kerry in the Championship, Kerry are going to steamroll them there. I still think Kerry might will have too much here, but... Jesus, it's a hell of a lot tighter just based on recent form than, yeah. than I would have thought. It really is. And against Donegal, Morgan's kick-out was interesting. It was like they kind of, they said, right, it, we're into the knockout stuff now, let's let's really reintroduce that kick-out. And Morgan went long a couple of times and it was almost goal chances on from the presses. I think the, the carries philosophy a lot of time is to really attack the press uh, yeah. doing it an aggressive press on the opposition keeper I don't think you can do that with Morgan because he'll put it down and he will bomb it to the opposition 45 nearly but the, do they've, been doing that, they've been doing that play for years Jimmy. I know yes, but they kind of parked it they parked it for the up to now they haven't been doing it they've got no joy off their own kick out they've kind of been chipping a short nice and handy mm. he really reintroduced that against Donegal I thought and Morgan has a bomb of kick out remember yeah. in 2021 when final, Tyrone yeah. beat Kerry no in the saying that yeah he was had no standing game in the final but when they beat Kerry in the semi just before half time he put down a free, free. Kicked. Yeah. I'd say it was on his own 45 nearly he pinged it over the black spot it was an unbelievable <laughs> it, effort it was, 
It was right in the middle of the yeah. pitch. It was right where the ball But going in at half time, the ref blew the whistle then and it was like, what a boost that was to stay in the game with that but score. Is, so. is it, that, that's the, that is a danger when you play Tyrone. They have that long kick out where they bring Kirkpatrick and, and Kennedy out and they're looking for a flick on. Dunny Gall used to do it as well. We, we got caught at double team a couple of times with this. But that's the, the risk. Again, Kerry will notice. Jack O'Connor will notice as well. How do they set up against that? Because... I think it's a brilliant game, even from a neutral perspective, because you've got outstanding forward lines, full forward line of both teams. And both teams are literally, just going to be, how do we get the ball into that area of the pitch as fast as humanly possible? Because that's where the game's going to be won and lost. And it's the challenge. Do Tyrone kind of bring back a little bit more solidif- uh, a little bit more kind of solid tactics around their, their middle third and a half back and try and shut down their carry attack? If they do that and they do it well, they have a massive chance of winning this game. And then how does Jason Foley and Tom Sullivan go? What is Party Clifford kind of drifting back? Is Jack Barry going to sit in front of that full forward line? Because that's, that's an area Kerry need to address. They, they can't be as porous as they were against Mayo and Killarney, even times against Cork in that first half in, in Porky Cueve. Tyrone have the forwards that will punish that. So it's a, it's a fascinating game. Yeah, and in the first half. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Kerry were a bit better. They're obviously sharper up front. They racked up a big score. But if you were looking at that, and Jack O'Connor even referenced himself, there, there's still glimpses of that Kerry defence being got at. Kerry are not as solid as they were last year when they all learned. That, that was massive credit to them. Tyke Morley's role, etc., etc. They were really, really stingy at the back. They haven't been like that all season. But they need a big performance from that back. I'd say they're back six and they're midfielders to try and shut down Canavan and McCurdy. If they do that, they've got a great chance of winning the game. Yeah. Um, Jack O'Connor was speaking on Monday and he said that Killian Spillane at the moment of the squad that he's had available mm. is the only one who is Huge loss around. as well. It's stubborn. He was almost guaranteed two scores off the bench, Killian. Do you know? Yeah. It's a massive it's a loss. Every time, yeah. yeah. But that, that's an in- interesting point, James, because Owen Cormacan in the Examiner wrote a piece on the five reasons why Cork football has got back on track this year and one of them was on the bench press and this is just in the All-Ireland series but Cork have got 217 mm. from the bench in their three round robin group games in the preliminary round game Dublin have only got five points off the bench Armagh won two from the bench Derry won one from the bench and Kerry have got zero scores in the championship the in the championship in the All-Ireland round robin the series <laughs> and the Munster final and the Munster final Jesus that is so that is surprising because two, two points against Tip they're the only two scores in the championship and even last year I think it was the final that Killian and Adrian Splend the two of them came on and, and not changed the game but definitely guided Kerry in a, in a safer direction so Jesus you need that bench but we said it the last day like both benches Tyrone aren't making substitutions here they'll bring on Frank Burns maybe Richie Donnelly that's it and Kerry, Kerry are the same. They have a couple of injuries. Their panel is weakened. I don't know who Jack actually 100% trusts at the moment because they've obviously been stuttering. He'll have to trust the panel because you need legs in this game. But it's going to be interesting because Tyrone don't have any time to prepare for Kerry. So I think that if you had to say, right, we have a week to prepare for Kerry, what do we do? We stop David Clifford. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be their week. That's going to be their week. How do we get someone on him and someone in front of him and maybe even someone else how do we free those bodies up? I think the Miler's going to go on party and that's pretty much your quick fire deal with Kerry because there's not enough time to go into a detailed plan. Yeah. I think the bench is, is interesting. Like in 21, we know how strong Tyrone's depth was last year. 
Uh, Colin McShane comes on for Kennedy. Tiernan McCann comes in. Dara Canavan comes in. Ben McDonald comes in. Mark Bradley comes on and scores. And Liam Rafferty was our last sub. And Kerry's subs that day. Killian Spillane in at half time. Gavin Crowley came on for Breen. Adrian Spillane was in. Jeremy O'Connor came in. Tommy Welch came off the bench. Um, yeah, so like, it, it, they were yeah, strong they benches. Were. It makes some difference. Like All the successful teams, you need those those crowd lifters and those player mood lifters when someone comes on like the McMenamins or you know but, but fellas like is, that is it Jimmy like this where we were touching on earlier at the week in the first pod these games are all going to go to the wire like they're, like they're so tight <laughs> like you can make a case okay, we're down to the final eight you could probably say maybe Galway and Roscommon could would fit into that at the start of the season but it, like these teams are all here, here on merit the games have been so tight already and it, you can just see this weekend going down extra time yeah. four, like, four like, draws yeah someone winning by a point someone losing by a point we said it there's so many the games are so tight they hinge on like nearly individual plays and if you can get someone coming off the bench who has some sort of X factor has a play just one big moment that can win the game for you that can win the game or lose it for you and that your team seasons are hinging on it and the way the draws panned out with the, the matchups, it is these games are so all four are so so tight to cut. You can make a case for any any one of these teams to come out on top. And I think that this game to kick off the weekend will be spectacular. That's already through. My tip of the weekend, definitely a lucky fifteen, four draws. Four draws. Four draws. You, if you get three of them, you're in the money. If you get two, you nearly be up. A nice one euro lucky fifteen. I'd say everything will be practicing penalties. There's going to be yeah. a few penenkas taken in training this week. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good shout. And anywhere at home who backs this off the back of what James We're splitting said, the profit. Like, be warned. He's so mad since he's come back from Vegas, Vegas hasn't he? Like, good. <laughs> he's yeah. gambling addict there since he got back from Vegas. And he's going to ring Caesar's Palace there to put the bet down for me. Yeah. He's managed to turn that Cork shout into the yeah. prediction of the year as well. So uh, we'll come back to Cork in a couple of minutes. For the Armagh Monaghan fans who'll be coming down mm. the M1 or whatever road they take to Crow Park, let's give them something to think about. That's going to be another really, yeah. really tight game. Monaghan have got this knack of pulling games in the fire. They saved their league campaign. They bet Tyrone in the last minute. Kildare the last day. Uh, the Derry draw, Carl O'Connell's point. Like... There's a lot to like about this Monaghan team over the last couple of weeks, but they've, they've just been getting the job done. Yeah, and this is, again, what Monaghan team is going to turn up? Like we, they had a terrible first half against their own Ulster Championship. They turned it around, Lloyd O'Toole's goal, one of the moments of the Championship. Then they played Derry in the Ulster semi-final and got absolutely hammered up at Healy Park. Then they make tweaks to their... Changed their kind of their, their setup. They changed personnel, obviously, which was a very big call by Vinnie Curry, and they nearly beat Derry then in the round robin series. And then you're thinking they they'll progress here. They got a good draw in terms of getting Kildare. You would say or the draws they could have got, and they really, really laboured to win that game. And you could easily make a case that Kildare could have won that as well. So what Monaghan, the more so than what we're saying with Tyrone, we don't know what Monaghan team is going to turn up here. We, what you do know, you're guaranteed from them is. There will be fire and brimstone across the board. Like, like he said, there's so many times already this season where you think they're, you're writing them off and they pull something out of the bag. Carl O'Connell, another massive play <laughs> the last day. It looks like the kind of McManus is just going to be kept off for a kind of an impact. That's trying to get, get a score from him. Conor McCarthy kind of dropping a little bit further back. The pitch has kind of opened up 
a lot of scoring opportunities for him. So, so they've kind of landed on some things which have really worked for them. But you then do still worry about the consistency of their performance. And Armagh, who were really flat after losing that Ulster final. It was a really difficult loss. And we said it at the time. They were so, so close to winning that, that final against Derry. And they really laboured through this group stage. But then they get a massive win on the final day. And that's... Reid O'Neill be back in their squad. <sighs> Like, what are mad you get? This is, I think this is a really, really difficult to call, probably out of all four games, because you're just the two teams have shown so much inconsistency between them. But I think if our man get it right and they get Reed O'Neill and he compliments Murdoch and Turbot inside and they have that edge, like, I'd be leaning towards our man to win this one. Mm. I, I'm the same. I think, I think that our man have not, they've kind of turned that corner, they've got that bit of luck. They were the unluckiest team in Ireland for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And they had knocks and niggles. But they just seemed to have that firepower back up front. You know, Campbell starting for them, chipped in with a couple of points against Galway. Yeah. Turbot, Mernon, even Duffy chipped in. Grugan got three or four points. Put Reno O'Neill in there. Their scores in Armagh. And Crow Park suits them. Crow yeah. Park is definitely a place where Armagh can come alive. And they've, I said they've turned that corner. Like Monaghan, if you think back to, to the National League and all, all through the, the steps, like for these teams to have a chance of an All Ireland semi final, like and God knows what can happen then. You could end up in a final here if you win this game. It's such a massive game for these fellas. And I just think that Armagh are ready to take that step. I think that they've kind of been on the cusp for a couple of years and they've they've steadily progressed. I think this is the time. They'll be inciting meetings this week and they'll really be turning the screw on each other saying, Laz, it's time now to be in that semi and take the next step. So I, I do I, I, I've always liked our Maz team. I love the way they play the football. And I think I think that this is their this is their weekend. I I'm I'm tipping our this week. You just get that sense, Jimmy, that that Galway win was Massive. Yeah, what a win! So, what a win! It was just so big from the, the journey that team had been on. We said it; they've been close. They had unlucky in a way. You could say they had opportunities to win massive games before, and it just didn't happen for them. And, and you got the sense the Ulster final was the latest one in that. The, the game was there to be won, and they lose it on penalties. And, and like I, I was there for the, the, the first game of the group stage against Westmead at home they really really struggled in that game and it just there was just a lack of energy from Armagh and it just you got the sense is their season going to peter out here then they lose to Tyrone and you're thinking the, the writing's on the wall here for these guys and they come in and they win a tight game in the circumstances they won it as well last minute free then a miss for Galway miss penalty it was just the type of little calls that weren't going their way but, but a team can get massive belief out of winning that game massive energy from winning a game like that and again in terms of the draws go this isn't the worst draw they could have got yeah I, I agree I think it's a good draw for, for both teams both teams have fenced their chances because they know each other so well or, or they will and Monaghan will, will bring a lot of fight to this they'll have a, a game plan Vinnie Corey will try and kind of frustrate that, that Armagh attack but I just think Armagh I get the sense that that win against Galway has nearly lifted a little bit of a weight off their shoulders it is a massive opportunity here a massive, massive opportunity to like, be an All-Ireland semi-final. And for Monaghan, we were saying they were still wild to be relegated through the National League. For them to be in with a shot of doing this is, is credit to Vinnie Curry and what he's done. But I just don't think they'll have enough scores on the board against their man on Saturday. Um, I think Armagh have that little bit of experience as well, don't yeah. they? they? 
surely though Conor McCarthy isn't going to be given the run of the pitch again like he's been having such an influence from wing back yeah, yeah. no it's, 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 that's you have to imagine that it's Armagh going to set up something like that could he shut him down whether it's Jason Duffy Jamar Hall or someone just designated you need to mark him and take him out we said the, the kind of the maverick Jack McCarran he's we know there's talent there we know he's, a, he's an amazing shooter but he probably struggles in a really tight confines when he's being picked up really tightly we've seen that against against Donegal Brendan McCall kind of takes him out of the game completely Armagh you would imagine will have someone set for him probably Forker do they go with McManus? Do, do they try and give him a start in this game in Crow Park where you might try and engineer a little bit more space from? There, there's a couple of calls for Manahan to make, but could, you've got huh? to think our man, Kirby Gady, will have a plan to... And look, at this stage of the championship, that's what it's about. If you're a key player, you are going to be targeted. That is the, the reality of it here, and you're playing against the top teams at the minute. And I just think our man have a little bit more magic up front than what Manahan have and I think that'll be enough for them and, and just that little bit of momentum and belief for beating Galway it's I don't know I don't want to say the pressure's off our man but there's like um, they have a pep on their step from top of that group and, and, and the manner in which they did it and you're right this is, this team has been on the road for a while now with McGeady and this is a big 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 this is the one yeah this is the yeah. one but uh, like Armagh have that option from a turnover or from a from kind of a a break and play they can, there's a goal in them Do you know there's a long ball there's a fetch or a catch or a runner there's goals in Armagh in big games I think that with with Monaghan a lot of their scores are coming from that half back line from O'Connell and McCarthy Armagh are going to hone in on that like if if Monaghan's half back line beat Armagh then I'd be shocked because tactically that's the way Armagh are going to have to set up their main attacking threat is that half back line so they're going to set up to stop them and I think that if they can turn over the ball and move it in Crow Park, there's space, there's going to be scores there. I just I just think that Armagh have, have the have the setup for Crow Park and have the skill level to rack up a decent score. Okay, all right. There's Saturday's games, lads. We've gone through Kerry Tyrone as well on episode 26 of the Football Pod on, on Tuesday, so you can have a listen back to that as well. Um, we're going to talk about Sunday's games in a moment. You are listening to the pod with thanks to AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We're going to be back right after this talking about another two blockbuster All-Ireland quarterfinals. You're very welcome back to episode 27 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. James, I was getting a bit of stick earlier in the week. On Tuesday, on Monday, I declared Conkle Patrick and Brian Kennedy as the best midfield pairing in the country. And I was just sent an image of Brendan Rodgers and <laughs> Connor Glass from a Derry fan on Twitter. It's a, it's a it'd be close enough though. Like in terms of form, Kennedy and Patrick yeah. are flying. But Rodgers and Glass, you're talking Fenton, Fenton McCarthy. You know, they're they're probably the three big. Yeah, at the I think there. those two, the Derry and Tyrone midfields, are both outstanding. Like the leadership, mm. the Glass and Rogers show constantly, and they're so reliant on on Rogers for transition to bring him from defence to attack but he is so important to that Derry team it's not even funny and Conor Glass has, has actually improved since last year in his point taking and his his kind of overall attacking game he was kind of always kind of a sit back will dictate defensively and get great turnovers but he actually has a, a score in him as well he's a great kicker from outside so I'd, I'd agree that it's a very tough call and we say sometimes oh they're the best they might be the best this week 
next week they might be yeah, yeah, they yeah. might have a bad week and you're constantly you're constantly kind of evolving yeah. your opinions but those two sets of midfields now I must say I'd be very harsh on Derry to say that Tyrone midfield is the best in the country was very close let's hang on this Derry Cork game now if like we haven't spoken much about Derry they've they've won the Ulster final they better man penalties they got through their round robin group they're sitting in the quarterfinals um, they're facing a bit of a wild card now in Cork have Cork got the power have Cork got the belief it feels like a di- very different Cork team Paddy I'm going to come to you in a second on how they played against Dublin last year but it feels like a very different Cork team James than before have they got enough to actually hurt Derry this Sunday <sighs> It's it's very very difficult to to know how this game is going to pan out. I mean, Derry are going to go for the jugular, I reckon, early, like they did against Clare last year. They went for the net a couple of times early. Let's finish this game. I think that that's what they're going to go. They're going to go hard and and early for the for the big scores. If they can get a lead, I think they're going to be brilliant at holding on to that lead. You know, they're very tight defensively the criticism of Derry or where they could improve is where they have to actually play a more attacking brand of football or free-flowing brand of football where they have to to get scores regularly in Crow Park. Because they have that slow build-up, it's going to be difficult for them. But if they get a lead against Cork and they can do their slow build-up, mind the ball, torture Cork mentally really by, by carrying it, there's not going to be that many scores there. So I think that the start is very important for Cork. If they can keep it tight for as long as possible, make Derry come out, that's when they'll get their scores and they can bring on maybe Hurley with that hamstring injury and Sherlock can maybe swing over a few. But if they go behind early and Derry are, are managing that game, there's not enough scores in Cork for me. That's my opinion on it. I, out of the four games, I think this is the most, I'd be the most confident in saying that Derry will win this game. Out of, out of all four of the quarterfinals, I, I just think they'll mir- they'll mirror each other very well. Of how, like like Cork are trying to play that to try and play on the counter attack, get Maddie Taylor, Sean Powder, quick transitions, and get it inside to a Sherlock or a Hurley if if he's fit to try and get get a score. They're neither the same, but it's just McGuigan on the, on the other end and maybe Ethan Doherty chipping in. I think they'll they'll mirror each other on how they set up, but lots of bodies back, and I just think Derry are better at that than Cork. That's. Um, I, I, I don't see Cork turning around and playing a really fast kick passing game and keeping four or five forwards up I don't think they'll do that I, I don't think that the players to do that I, I think they just play a very similar style it's been effective but I think the bottom line I think Derry do that set up better than Cork and I think they've better players and, and that's you can over complicate this as much as you want but, but I, I think Derry's defensive system will be able to shut down the likes of Sherlock and Hurley if he's playing. Yes, the Cork have kind of had Maguire and O'Callaghan in midfield who've been really impressive themselves as well, but they're coming up just against a better partnership for me in, in Glass and Rogers. And I just think Derry a bit more experienced at this stage. Cork and uh, for me, if Cork were to win this game and they've done incredibly well and turning their season around and they were full value for winning that Ross Campbell game and it was a massive victory for them and there was a bit of a buzz back with Cork football which we all agree is kind of it's brilliant to see there's a crowd of Porky Queen and they get a big championship win but I just think Derry are further along the tracks than this Cork team yes, the Cork uh, press and kickouts and Oral Lynch and things like that that is a massive improvement from what we've seen over the last kind of 12 to 18 months from Cork but I just think they're going to come up against the team who are further down the track than, than where they're at 
and it's it's a big game for Derry as well. You remember, like they would have felt their performances in Crow Park have been a bit underwhelming, losing really well beaten in the league final by Dublin, and then they really struggled last year's All Ireland semi final against against Galway. I expect a big performance of Derry and I think they just have too much for Cork I think this this will be the end of the road for, for John Cleary and the Cork team Okay um, Certainly feels like a different Cork team coming in than a team came in last year though so it uh, yeah. last year I don't think they had the belief or they had the, the kind of momentum that they've got now but I think what you've said I don't, there, I don't think they had the structure yeah. to tell me to, to, like, was, they weren't going to beat yeah. Dublin in, in, in that quarter final and you kind of, that's how it played out particularly in the second half but there's been Positive strides, of course, that has it. That's obvious for Cork over the last month. But I just think, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a big ask for them to try and turn around this dairy team. They're just further down the tracks. Yeah, uh, is it a stupid question to ask you? Can Derry win in an, an All Ireland this year? I didn't have them as top dogs um, on the basis that I still felt their their kind of forward unit was a little bit behind the others. But look at what how this championship has panned out. Like, like, yeah, they have a massive chance of winning it. I'd still be surprised if Derry went all the way and won it, but they've got a chance, and purely on the basis that I don't, I think every team has flaws. And we could say, well, Derry's maybe their forward unit isn't as cohesive, isn't as slick. They've improved from where they were last season. That was an obvious area where they, they need to improve and build on the defensive solidity. But then there's weaknesses in Kerry defensively there's weaknesses in Dublin with their, their depth and their panel and they're kind of struggling against their, their attack and cohesion themselves so all the teams you would have had maybe a little bit ahead of them there's big flaws there as well and that, that's the the interesting thing over not just this weekend but the next three or four weeks to see who actually pulls this out of the bag because it's there for someone and Derry without a doubt like I, say, I think this it's a good draw for Derry I expect them to win and get into an All-Ireland semi-final Um I, I, I still don't think they'll win the whole thing though but okay. yeah if they got a chance of course they do yeah Dublin Mayo then we've waited long enough to get into it uh, Conor McKeown has written a piece in the Independent 10 questions around Dublin Mayo this weekend there's some very interesting stuff in it did you see the bit Paddy on uh, the game in 2013 where the Mayo fans tried to buy as many tickets for the hill as possible so they could dilute a source of Dublin strength and it's the only game in the last decade that the Dublin footballers before they got to Hill 16 broke away and ran back up the field they usually do their their walk around the hill but that day they broke away can you remember that can you confirm that <laughs> well, I was in that parade I don't remember that <laughs> that would have been yeah you can read a lot of stuff at all that yeah I wouldn't be reading too much into that <laughs> okay no, definitely didn't right. notice it on the day but um, now in general for, for this weekend I'm obviously there's a massive buzz around this game because it felt like over the last decade this has been the this has been the rivalry of Gaelic football. In the previous decade it was obviously Kerry and Tyrone. But I was only chatting to, to someone there yesterday about this. It was like there was a semi-final in twenty twelve, it starts, Mayo get the win, we obviously win it in thirteen the final, twice in fifteen the semis, twice in sixteen the final, seventeen final, nineteen semi-final. 20 final and then Mayo finally get to break their duck I suppose by winning in 21 in extra time in that famous game as well from their side so just the, the sheer volume of games between Dublin and Mayo how close they've been um, the personnel involved it's two different teams you know different coaches obviously now new management teams and the previous championship game Mayo won that you know so, so the, the element and the aura of Dublin 
kind of having this hex over Mayo for, for so long in the biggest games. That's gone now. Mayo seen to that, winning that semi-final in 21. But this game is... Uh, I'm nervous about it, I have to say. <laughs> I am. I. It's not the best draw Dublin could have got by any means. And we said it about Tyrone, we said it about Manning. What about Mayo for a team of total inconsistency to lose to Cork and then come out and knock out Galway in their own patch, one of the All-Ireland favourites. You just get the sense... I think there's a big performance in Mayo here. I really do. Like I said, they won't fear playing Dublin and Crow Park. They'll be excited by this challenge. We know the supporters will be very excited as they always are. And I just think if Dublin get their setup wrong, this could be a bad day for Dublin. If this if this game descends into like we seen in Salt Hill in the second half last week, where Mayo are playing on the counter attack and there's wide open spaces. I think Dublin are under serious pressure then. If Mayo's running game is allowed to get going and you get the likes of Dirk and Manu Rowan and Tommy Conroy and these guys, nearly like that extra time period in 2021 where Mayo just overran the team and they can do that. It's how do Dublin set up? Do they get bodies behind the ball and try and frustrate Mayo, make Mayo take bad shots from around the arc, long-range shooters, nearly like what Ross Common did in Castlebar to a really, really good effect and won them that game. And then... If Dublin do that and they can kind of halt Mayo's progress there, I think Dublin have the forwards to really hurt the Mayo backline. And, and that's that's what they'll try to do. And I remember playing in lots of these games against Mayo and we'd always, always, we need to try and control the game. We need to try and keep the ball. We need to try and limit their momentum. And we just we just couldn't do it. Mayo's just, their energy, their absolute chaos to bring to the game. Did you ever put your finger on why you couldn't do it? No, it was just, it was a credit to Mayo. Like, we, we wanted to do it. We, we understood what we needed to do to try and blunt their, their half-back line, their midfielders running from deep. But they just, sheer will, they just kept going and going and going and going and going. They would generally always save one of their best performances of the season for us, <laughs> uh, which was the case. And we look, we won the game, so we, we managed to get over the line in the end. But I think for, for, for this Sunday... If this game descends into ding dong up and down the pitch, I, I think Mayo, I think Mayo can win it, and that's I think Dublin will be aware of that. They need to. Tr- We've said all along, we feel Mayo's Achilles heel is that kind of really set defence, and you need that nuance in their attack. And I still don't think they have that. And as big as a win as it was against Galway, I think Galway would be really, really disappointed how they let that second half develop, um, and Dublin will be aware of that. And you're you're just no more so than anyone else Robert Kerry with Dublin you're hoping that this is this is the day where they, they bring out a big performance because they've been a bit hit and miss themselves a bit Jekyll and Hyde they've won their games which is fine but exactly like Kerry they've kind of got the job done without really setting the world on fire but they need to be this is their biggest test of the season by a mile they need to be ready for it but by a mile this is their biggest game so yeah <laughs> Before we get back to the matchups, James, how do you see this one going? As the week has gone on, I'm really fancying Mayo. Um, yeah, the the argument is there. Do you want the week's rest or do you want the game? And the fact that they beat Galway, I think, is such a boost for Mayo. Such a do or die. I think the confidence they can get from that. And as well, they didn't play well. Like, they didn't play that well against Galway. So, they can go into a meeting and say, lads, that was good. Let's take all the good stuff. But 
we need to improve this, this and this because that won't be good enough for Dublin. And if they do improve those things in a short time, I'd have them I'd have them as favourites. And the way Dublin just Dublin just aren't doing it for me at the moment. I don't think they're they're back to where they need to be. And this is going to be a huge jump in quality in their oppositions. You know, playing they had a they had a handy group, realistically. They had a handy national league and now they're coming into the into the fire against Mayo, who are bouncing. And if I was a Mayo full forward line player, I would be I'd be buzzing. Because I I don't think the Dublin have been tested in that area and I think they can do damage in there. And they have so many options. I don't think Dublin even know who Mayo are going to start. So to match up is going to be difficult for Dublin. I don't think they have the markers in there. I think there's serious damage for that Mayo for forward line to do. We know they're going to start Ryan O'Donoghue and Aidan O'Shea in that full forward line. Tommy Conroy was electric with the wind and even against the wind he looked like he had something about him up against Jack Lynn the last day. So you'd imagine that would be the Mayo full forward line. Paddy... How do you see those matchups? Hard to know. I agree with Jimmy. It's, it's a question mark for Dublin. You, you, one, you're looking for fitness that they, they're full pack available. We said this that they need old merchant. They need is Jack McCaffrey fit to start the game? We don't know. You got a few minutes against against Sligo up in Cavan a couple of weeks ago. Darren Newcomb, who's been re- he's only played 178. Yeah, and, and then that's the question: Do you go from that into this a game of this magnitude and intensity? Darren Newcomb, I think, has been really solid for Dublin, but this is, like I said, this is a step up for, from what Dublin have played. That is the reality of it. Um, so the, does Mick Fitzsimon pick up Ryan O'Donoghue? Who, who do they have to mark Aidan O'Shea with, with his physique? If he's going to stay inside, traditionally he would have kind of been out around the middle and you might have John Small or James McCarthy picking him up. So there are questions that, that Mayo will ask. Do do they kind of keep Tommy Connery, Kelly O'Connor reserve and start James Carr again, or is that kind of are they happy to, to start Conroy from, from the get go? He'll ask massive questions just because he's got sheer pace. There's all merchant is probably made for someone like him, you, you would imagine. Um, but but uh, that's one side of things. But I'd be confident of the double full forward line as well, asking some serious questions of of the Mayo of, of the Mayo side of things as well, because as much as you get the sense, I don't think Mayo are gonna kind of turn around and start parking the bus here I, I think there will be big opportunities and with Conor Callahan, I think he's been the, the most consistent performer for Dublin um, I expect him to have a massive game and who who do Mayo task with him does Paddy Durkin probably go on, on Kieran Kilkenny um, I, I think the big thing for Dublin this weekend is I think they could put Sam Callanan on him by the way like Callanan has matched up against Shane Walsh yeah. and did it really well last week and he's also taken Shawnee O'Shea that, that's the intrigue there you, could, you kind of leave Durkin to like Durkin's most effective play is attack really you know he's so so lethal coming forward from deep um, but, but the big thing from Dublin side of things they need a massive performance from Fenton Kilkenny and Conor Callahan. that's the guys have kind of been They've been grand, they've been getting the job done, but and that, that's been enough. And I, I agree with Jimmy that they haven't really been tested. The, the Leicester Championship in the draw for the All Ireland series was pretty favourable. This is, if Dublin are going to win this game, they need massive performances from their biggest players. And, and the big players. Th- that's, if they don't get that, if they don't get that, and Fenton has a quiet game, and Kilkenny has a quiet game, and Mayo can kind of shackle Conor Callahan. That's the game right there. It is, it's, yeah. it's, it's that big a responsibility of those players. Um, and I, I think the role McCaffrey has is massive. That if they could get him for a full match, 
in, a, in the game, this type of game, he could be X Factor. He could be the difference. But it's, I, I'm unsure about Dublin as well because we haven't seen enough of them in, in this type of game. Um, and I'm unsure about Mayo because you just never, ever, ever know what know. they're going to come no. out like. But generally, yeah. they save a big performance when they come up against Dublin. And that's, this. I, as much as I'm looking forward to Kerry Tyrone, I think this is the game of the weekend. I think this is an incredible game on Sunday. It's going to be unbelievable. Like, of Dublin's scorers, right, and we know that they haven't faced the opposition that some of the others may have faced because none of the teams that Dublin have played are left in the All-Ireland um, from Leinster or the All-Ireland round-robin series. But their scores that they racked up, Conn has scored 224, Sean Bugler has kicked 112, Paul Mannion has kicked 111, Costello 13. There isn't many counties at the minute that are racking consistently up a number of scorers with big scores. Colly Pascal, Paddy, has scored 314. He's a fella in serious form. Would you start Colly? I think you kind of have to. Yeah, that's the, the reality of it. That's himself and Bugler, I think, have been a big plus for Dublin over the last month that there's a, there's a confidence in their play and they can ask questions of that Mayo defence. Like, uh, the thing with Mayo, you'll get opportunities up front and it's just, have you got the guys who are clinical enough to take it? And of course, like what Pascal has done in the, in the last three or four weeks, he's really put his hand up and that, that's what Desi Farron and what Dublin were waiting on for guys. As, as important as it is to have Kilkenny and, and Khan really lead the charge, if you've three or four other guys who could clip in with two or three or four points from play, that is massive. For the, we would always felt we had that with our team. The, the, the other big question mark is Costello. You know, he's been he's had yeah. a couple of knocks and things. He's I think he's massively important for Dublin that that he's fit and he's available to play. I don't know. We we, we don't know. But we haven't seen him enough. There's kind of a knocks and niggles. I think he could have a massive role as well, but particularly we're talking about free taking. That this this game has got to be tied as well, and you're having someone like that, but. Like if Dublin can get, you know, grade A performances from their their marquee guys, and then you've got a Pascal coming in and carrying on his form and Bugler, and they can clip over five or six points between them. That's that's massive. But the, as much as it's a big game for Dublin, this is a massive game for those guys as well. Like that, this is yeah. They've been around the panel for a long time, but now they are they're kind of established starters in this team, and this is as big as it gets really you know if you're a double player particularly over the last decade you are measured on what you do against Mayo what you do against Kerry what you do against Tyrone really and it's great doing all the other stuff that's important but your to put still too dramatic about it your legacy is built on what you do in games like this and this is an opportunity for one of those young guys to to kind of go yeah we've been showing forward but, but I'm arriving now on the real deal now. I go out and become a match winner against Mayo. That's the opportunity for these guys. And it's the same on the yeah. Mayo side. McStay is giving opportunities to younger guys like you said, Sam Callan, like th- these guys that are getting an opportunity. This could make or break a career on Sunday for some of those yeah. guys. So it's it's a fascinating matchup. <laughs> when the draw came out, just it's, the reaction it's from everyone was just like, this be is, it's hard to beat that. Like, it is early in the morning here and that is definitely James O'Donoghue logging into <laughs> his other laptop. Do a bit of work, Jimmy. Come on. So, Could you hear that? This microphone is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apologies. I think my mic might be a little bit off-centre today. So, that's uh, thanks for stopping by once more this week. Two pods in one week. Uh, James, you started this episode by suggesting that there could be four Ooh. draws and we could be going to extra time in all four then you went on to say that you feel like Kerry, Armagh and Derry are going to win and Mayo he's got big on Mayo here 
And Mayo too. Are, are they well, your picks for this weekend? They're so close. Or they're so close to call. If there was going to be a winner, <laughs> you've kind of no, laid it I, here. You've kind of laid I, it. Can I, can I can't call a draw, but I'm saying that that's an outside bet. Yes, a lucky fifteen. Yes, yeah, One year, a lucky fifteen yeah. on the draws. <laughs> that's that was my tip. My betting tip. My footballing tip. Yeah. I didn't say Kerry were going to win. No. Did you? Not? I didn't because that okay. is very fifty-fifty. I do think I do. I I would always back Kerry, but it's going to be very tough. I think Mayo will win. Yeah. I think Derry will win. And I think Armagh will win, but they'll all be so close they could easily, easily Genu- go the other do way. Do you genuinely think Mayo will beat Dublin? Like? Yeah. I do. But I've been building it up all year. The, the fact they're yeah, in division, no, the fact they're in Division Two. Yeah. They I'll haven't have been wait. playing well. We'll have to wait and see. Have to wait. We will. Uh, <laughs> we will. It'd be very interesting. And again, it'd be no surprise if Dublin went and Khan got two goals in the first half. <laughs> you know, and they they run out winners. But I just think there's something behind Mayo. Who's who's the key player for Mayo, James? This, this I think Aidan Shea is important, and whoever does pick up Khan is going to be very very important. You can't let him. More than likely, going to be McBride. He scored the goal last yeah. weekend. And like Kevin McStay at halftime was saying, he was going at McBride, he needed to be close yeah. to Comer. And we saw Comer get two balls in the first half. McBride was not on Jason. Yeah, see, that, that, that can't happen. Against a marquee forward, you can't just have this, oh, I wasn't on him for this play because you're out of the competition. That like That's inexperience. You cannot do that. Every play, someone has to be on Conor Callan. And do you know, in the last dance, there's a, I forget who the Bulls are playing, but... It was, um, fuck it, I forget. It was magic, I think. And they're shouting, don't let Michael beat us. Don't let Michael beat us. Let one of the other fellas do damage. Don't let him do it. That's with Dublin. Don't let Khan beat you. Do you know? Yeah, don't let Khan get those couple of goal chances. I I think you're going to get big performances from Dublin's key guys. I I don't think they've been at their, their best to date, but just... And yeah, maybe this is his bias. Just from knowing the lads, when the pressure comes on, the guys generally deliver, and I think yeah. that is, like I said, this is as big as it's gonna get. Uh, I think there's a big performance there as well, you know. So, okay, that's it. All set up for the weekend. Hang on, so because we've 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 them. obviously been very fifty-fifty with predictions and results. So I, I nailed my colours to the mast there. I didn't hear many other predictions. <laughs> I told you, I'm never doing any more predictions ever again. It's the only thing I get right is the Talta Cup. You're uh, saying Dublin. Are you saying you I, kind of lean towards Armagh as well? I, I think the semi-finals... And you definitely said Derry. ...are going to be... I think Kerry will have enough. I think Armagh will win. I think Derry will win. And I think Dublin will win. Okay. Tommy... Brave boys. I think we're going to be come on. Snake in the grass. I'm usually one to go for an underdog. So Cork. Who's the, bigger, who's the biggest upset? Who would be the biggest upset? Cork beating Derry. Would that be I the biggest upset of the weekend? Or Tyrone beating Kerry? Oh, jeez. I don't think Tyrone Monaghan, beating Kerry would be an upset Monaghan though, would it? Would Monaghan and All-Ireland semi-final be the upset? Not because the probably, they're, probably they're Cork even would have I think Cork, Cork and beating Derry yeah. would be the biggest. Yeah. Which you could, like, yeah. geez, they are tight, lads. I just think Derry, I just think, I, I maybe have slept on Derry a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Derry are, are more... Who's going to win the Dubs Mayo, Tommy? Cork, Cork, Cork Who are you thinking? I, I was at the Mayo game last week and I saw them 
I saw where they were at. Oh, here we go. They were poor against Galway. They were poor though, against poor Galway. Like, but the standard of that game, no, the standard of that game was, was very bad. And you will put it down to the wind. The maybe. energy and the application. Yeah, the wind, the wind changed everything. Dublin was nearly out of my mouth there, but... I, it's so hard to call. It's so the hard. draw? Do you have to go I for the draw? It could be a Dublin I think, Mayo of all teams. You know yeah, I think it could be a draw. Like. Okay, I, yeah, I'd say Dublin Mayo is the one that's going to go to extra time. Yeah, I think Kerry are going to have enough enough for Tyrone. I think Tyrone are going to cause some trouble, but they're going to be carried over the line, Kerry, um, by okay. David Clifford. And I think I think Reen O'Neill is going to stand up and uh, get Armagh over the line. And Derry Cork... It could be carnage, but I think Derry will get the job done. So I'm going to go uh, Mayo after extra time again. No, oh, I'm going to go Dublin. That's what you want to see, though, lads, isn't it? In all four of the games, this, the biggest players in Crow Park stand up and deliver the biggest performance. That's what it's going to take to win these games. This is the business end. There's no messing now. The shadow boxing after six months is finally finished <laughs> we're gonna see we're gonna see some big stuff on Saturday and Sunday let's leave it there boys thanks a million for hopping on again and we will catch up Monday after an absolutely unbelievable weekend of Gaelic football I'm sure see you later man fair play boys see you later